0: Chapter twenty of the Dark House. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Dark House by George Manville Fenn. Chapter twenty Asleep or Awake. It was a painful and Paul Capel thought a degrading position, but he blamed his passion, telling himself that it was his duty to watch her in this sleep-walking state, lest ill should befall. How thoroughly awake she seemed to be, her every act was that of a person perfectly herself, and eager to find something that was hidden. Softly and quickly she examined the cabinet, opening drawer after drawer, and taking out one after the other, to see whether there was a concealed cavity behind. Next she knelt down before a large carved oak chest, and Capel saw how carefully she searched that, and examined top and bottom to see whether either was false. This done, she walked to the bed, and stood pondering there. Crossing to the built-up portal, she drew the curtain aside, revealing the half-dry cement. She shook her head and walked to the window where she carefully rearranged the heavy folds there to keep the rays of light from passing out and betraying her task to anyone who might be at the upper windows of some house. The act displayed the working of a brain that, if slumbering, still held a peculiar activity of an abnormal kind. Once or twice he caught sight of Katrine's eyes that were not as he had seen them on that other night, wide open, and staring straight before her, but bright, eager, and full of animation. She must be awake, he thought, and the idea was strengthened as he saw her throw herself down upon a chair. "'and with a peculiar action of her hands "'indicative of disappointment. "'Rest her elbows on her knees, "'her chin upon her clenched fists, "'and there she bent down, "'her face intent, her brows knit, "'and looking ten years older, "'as the candle cast a curious shadow "'on her countenance. "'Then the lover intervened on her behalf. "'No, she could not be.' To suppose that she was awake was to credit her with being deceitful, with cheating him into the belief that night that she was asleep. He was about to spring out, throw himself at her feet, and awaken her with his caresses, but a chilling feeling of repulsion stayed him. It might work mischief in the terrible fright it would give her at being awakened in that gloomy room and besides, what a place to select for his passionate avowals. It was secret and silent, the very home for such a love as his, but there was the terrible past. Where she was seated but a short time back, there lay the ghastly body of the murdered man. Behind her was the bed where so recently a strange occupant was stretched and beneath it lay that other lately discovered horror. Beyond that built-up wall was Colonel's tomb. Love was impossible in such a place as that, and did he want confirmation of the fact that Katrine was a somnambulist? He felt that he had it here before him. For no girl of her years would dare to come down in the dead of the night and enter that room, haunted, as it was, with such terrible memories. He stood watching her as she crouched there, looking straight before her, and as she suddenly sprung up and went to a picture painted upon a panel in the wall, he found himself growing excited by the fancy that, perhaps, in the clairvoyant state of sleep, she might be able to discover the mystery that had baffled them all. He stood there wrapped in his thoughts till he saw her turn from the frame that she had tried to move in a dozen different ways, her fingers playing here and there with marvellous quickness about the corners and prominent bits of carving, as if she expected that any one might prove to be a secret spring. Again she tried another picture, darted to the group of statuary in the corner and tried to lift it back, as if expecting that which she sought might be hidden beneath it. And again there was the movement, full of dejection and despair, as she stood facing him with the light full upon her eyes. She turned away despondently, and then started upright with her eyes flashing, and one hand raised in the involuntary movement of one who listens intently, to some sound. Had she heard something, or was it, fancy, a part of her dream? Paul Capel thought the latter, for, light as a fawn, he saw Katrine dart across the room to where the candle stood. The next moment they were in total darkness. End of Chapter 20